Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand at the moment, but we've got a big UFC fight night coming out of the UK from 9 o'clock on Sunday morning New Zealand time and uh, joining us to talk about that from Sky Sport is Ravinda Hunia, UFC expert from Sky Sport. G'day Ravinda, how you doing? Morena, good, thank you. That's the story now. Uh, of course the, the, there's a lot of big fights on this card but the one that stands out for us Kiwi fight fans is the hangman, uh, Dan Hooker. He's up against Arnold Allen uh, this weekend and of course it's a uh, a change of weight division for him going back down the featherweight. Yeah, that's right and it's probably the biggest talking point of this fight and the, the, but the one person that will tell you that it's not an issue is Dan Hooker himself. Mm. He was in the featherweight division when he started his UFC career. He then left and went up to lightweight where he fought, you know, the best of the best fighters. Wasn't having much success of late in that division, so moving down a weight division, probably a better um, decision for him, whether that would have been up or down. Um, in that decision, but yeah, tough fight for him this weekend. Yeah, it is a tough fight. I mean, Arnold Allen, uh, he's got a great record, seventeen and one. But I look at a few things, and and, and this is uh, obviously comes with with Dan dropping down back to uh, to featherweight. I mean, his reach advantage of five inches with the hands, and what three and a half inches with the feet as well, gives him a massive advantage against a guy Arnold Allen, who, uh, you know is durable, but he's not really going to knock anyone out. You can't see him finishing Dan Hooker, can you? Yeah, that's right. And to even be able to try to do that, he has to reach him, right? So that you're right, Dan Hooker has the clear advantage there. And we know that Dan Hooker and the CKB boys in general like to stand and bang, like to move around the octagon, really like to, you know, suss their opponents out before they pounce um, on their opponents. So it is a great space for Dan Hooker to be in, but you mentioned that weight. That will be the... Um, the deciding factor, I think, of this fight. Will Arnold Allen work to, you know, to pace him down through the rounds? Because we know that if you cut weight, you may have less energy in the tank to make it um, through all the rounds. So will he do that, or will he try and attack early to try and exert that energy of Dan Hooker? It will be up to him to try and reserve those uh, energy tanks, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this and I think, to, to, uh, you know, despite the 17-1 and record, I... I like Dan Hooker in this fight uh, just because he, he, he can he can do so much. He hits hard. He kicks hard. Uh, if Alan wants to take it to the ground, I mean, we all know uh, you know how he got the hangman nickname. I, d- I just don't feel like there's too much that Alan can do to hurt Dan Hooker in this fight. And, and that's why I think Dan Hooker will win the fight and he'll probably finish it too. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, it would be. And it is important for Dan Hooker to make that kind of impression returning to another weight division to prove that he has got what it takes to make a a second journey back to the title. Because let's not forget, Arnold Allen is 
um, ranked number seven. You know, he's in the top ten, and he doesn't get there um, for nothing. He's undefeated in the UFC. So for him to be there, I don't think it's a good idea to, to sleep on Arnold Allen, but the, the pros that you say that Dan Hooker has really does work in his favour, and yeah, it's, it's that reach. It's that reach that Dan Hooker is going to have to use, because sometimes, to be fair, Dan Hooker does have the reach in fights, but doesn't use it. He does like to fight in the pocket. He does use like to use, you know, those um, body-to-body knees and those, those, those hooks and uppercuts that come out of nowhere. So sometimes Dan Hooker does like that pocket, but I think to his advantage, he does really need to keep Arnold Allen at a distance. Now, uh, one of the other fights that I think uh, most people are looking forward to seeing is seeing uh, Paddy the Batty Pimlet back in action in the lightweight division up against Rodrigo Vargas. Uh, uh, but Paddy's already had a fight this weekend. Um, he, he got into it uh, in the lobby of the London and hotel they're staying in with Elia Tapuria. I don't know if you've seen this story. I haven't seen it actually. No, I've been fully focused on our Kiwi fighters at the moment, but I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah, so Ilya uh, El- uh, has posted, I warned you, this is what happens when you disrespect me in my country. You saw me and wanted to greet me because you est your pants and you should thank my team because if it wasn't for them separating me, I would have taken your head off. Oh, Lordy. But I'll, I'll tell you, you telling me about the story, right? It brings that, it brings the eyes, it brings the attention to this UFC uh, card, doesn't it? The UFC hasn't been to the UK in nearly three years. The fans have been going nuts over ticket sales, so the hype around this card is doing pretty well because we don't really think of the UK and London as being these these big smack talkers, you know, these exciting ones. That, that you, if you look at the card, you know, UK fighters don't really stand out in terms of having that attitude and having that sense. So I think Paddy the Batty is one of the exceptions to that, and having him on the card is going to draw that attention. A story like this will definitely help. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I think the last uh, English fighter or British fighter we had that, that talked this sort of smack is Michael Bisping, who's now behind the mic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. He still does it now in commentary. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, let's look at, um, at at Paddy's fight though, because I mean, he was so impressive in his uh, in his UFC debut. Uh, you know, a lot of people talking about him as uh, potentially being uh, a title contender in the lightweight division. Uh, what do you want to see out of him against Vargas this weekend? You want him to obviously come out and and do well. He's only had one fight in the UFC, so you have to remember that. So. The, the pressure to come out in front of a home crowd at the O2 nonetheless and do well. The pressure is well and truly on him, but he seems like one of those personalities that will rise to the occasion. And a lot of the time we forget that, you know, we all know that you don't get to the UFC for nothing. You come with the skill, you come with the experience. We know you can scrap, but it's that mental fortitude as well. And I think for him, and just thinking about the story you've told me, he's going to need a lot of that as well. Yes, bring the attitude. Yes, bring the sass. But when is it time to turn it off zone in and get the job done. This will be an important fight for him. I think he is um, a fighter of the future. I think UK, London, England need another you know, prominent fighter on the big stage and he, he can very well be that. Yeah, he could be that, and uh, you're looking very much looking forward to this fight. Well, uh, obviously, we've talked a couple of the uh, uh, the lead-up fights to the main fight here, but uh, uh, the big one that everyone's looking forward to is seeing uh, Tom Aspinall uh, go head-to-head with Alexander Volkov. The Aspinall at number 11, a rising heavyweight. Alexander Volkov's 
a kind of a bit of a gatekeeper, isn't he, um, to to getting into those top rank fights? Um, Aspinall has looked impressive in the fight so far. I guess what we want to see here, Ravinda, is whether or not he can take that next step and and go toe to toe with someone like Alexander Volkov and get a win. Yeah, and I think he can. You know, he's he's coming out onto the main event, and he he very well can. This fight was kind of up in the air. Last UFC, uh, UFC 272, there were talks that Volkov might not even be able to make the fight because of what's happening in the world at the moment uh, around Russia, etc., etc. So, you know, there's been a little, um, not discrepancy, but there was, a, you know, a possible obstacle there. So they've worked through that. They're getting to the main card. And again, it's, it's in front of a home crowd. And if you're going to do well, this will be it. I think if we think back to, you know, our own fighters, Dan Hooker, you know, the main one that stands out for him in his career was that, you know, that real war that he went into with Paul Fowler at Spark Arena in front of an Auckland crowd. Those home fights can really, you know, solidify you in the UFC. And this is his chance to do that as well. And, and to be the main event in the O2 Arena in front of an absolute crazy crowd... Um, will just be, I think, the motivation he needs to get him to that next level because I think he's been kind of still for a little while, Aspinall, and this is his chance to go to that next level and really prove he can be a title contender. I mean, for Volkov, I think, you know, the uh, going into this fight, uh, you always back yourself, but I, th- I think, you know, from a strategic point of view, you just want to um, survive the first round because Aspinall's average fight time in his UFC career is 2 minutes 45. He's never been taken deep. Uh, so I think of you, Volkov, that's, that's what you want to try and do, right? You want to stay in there for the first round. You want to take him deep and see if his conditioning can hold. Yeah, that's right. You do. And, I mean, Volkov, is, <laughs> he's no joke. He's, he's strong. He's durable and um, has proven that he can stand with the best of them. And if he can withstand it, I, th- I think he can. I think that this um, perhaps might be on Aspinall's kind of duration he might control that aspect of the fight but if Volkov can you know weather the storm and take him a bit deeper then I think he'll have a bit more success because people don't take into consideration time in the octagon and the the minutes that you're spending in there and to experience a fight from absolute start to absolute finish is a real contrast to, to getting you know quicker finishes so if he can take him to those deeper rounds into the unknown then, yeah, he could have a clear advantage there. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of uh, the rest of the card, um, I mean, there is, there's, there's a great prelim card as well on this. We're getting to see lots of fighters we haven't seen in a while, as, as you mentioned, of course, uh, the UK uh, hosting for the first time in a while. But one of those on the main card is uh, seeing uh, Molly McCann fighting again in the, uh, the women's flyweight against uh, Luana Carolina. Yeah, that's right. The flyweight division is a pretty exciting one, and I was... I was very, very interested to see if they would have any women on this card at all. To be fair, I feel like um, when things kind of happen in the world, it's the women's um, UFC fights that don't really get the chance to, to step up. So it's great to see that there is this flyweight fight here. And there's, uh, again, another great uh, opportunity to be there in front of a home crowd and to do really well and to make a name for themselves as well because the flyweight division is maybe one of the more quiet ones 
um, for the women. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting matchup as well. It will be. Uh, it feels like she might have been thrown a bit of a curveball here, old Meatball McCann, because, uh, you know, we know that she likes to stand and bang. She's not a fighter that likes to go to the ground. But her Brazilian opponent has a seven-inch reach advantage on her. Uh, and, you know, we know Brazilian fighters, they like to grapple. I, I think this could be a tough, tough fight for Molly McCann. And I don't uh, mind the like of, uh, I don't mind the look of uh, Luana Carolina taking the W here. Mm. Yeah, no, not at all. And these are the fights you love to watch, right? Two contrasting styles coming together and to see who can impose their fight strategy first. I'd love to see a submission in this fight. I'd love to see it. I, I don't know what it is. I, I think... Uh, with the fights that are surrounding them, we're going to get a lot of stand and bang. So <laughs> if the women can bring this and, you know, a great convincing submission would be a great element to the card. And also, you know, an exciting finish means that there's a lot of eyes on that fight as well. And I, I can't uh, stress enough how much I like to, you know, um, maybe promote uh, the female fight on the, <laughs> on the yeah. card as well. I'm a little biased, of course. But um, I'd love to see a submission in this fight. It's absolutely um able to happen but yeah when you're a stand and bang type fighter you probably you know have the better um takedown defense as well so you know that will be in play also but i'd love to see a submission in this way i actually i'll put down a prediction for that one yeah do that do that hey uh, listen i know uh, um you've been keeping an eye on the kiwi fighters and, and and seeing what they're doing um when do you think we might see shane young uh fight again in the ufc too sure, actually. Um, I've been to um, City Kickboxing Gym. He's been there. He's training um, with the likes of um, Izzy, Blood, Carlos, Dan, uh, Kai, Brad. Um, so he's in the mix. He's there um, waiting in the wings. He did, you know, put up that um, post, a little teaser as to, you know, of, of his comeback of sorts. So I'm interested to see what his journey is here. CKB kind of like to keep a lid on uh, those types of things until they know for sure that plans are in place, but it would be exciting to see uh, a return for Shane Young, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. Hopefully it's not too far away. Hey, Ravinda, thank mm. you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to your coverage on Sky Sport from 9 o'clock on Sunday morning of, uh, of this UFC fight night out of London. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Ravinda Hunia there from Sky Sport. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.